we just, yeah, no. No, not no. Elena. No. Welcome to Adelaide and Anna. I am Anna Ila. I'm an artist now at the Fennec Institute in Maastricht. That's where I met Adelaide. <laughs> I'm Adelaide Jagaday. I am an artist as well, and um, I am temporarily here in Maastricht while my partner is a participant with Anna. And we met. Um, a few months ago, and we discovered that we have a shared interest in advice, yeah, <laughs> relationships, and we decided that we should take on the role of the advisor. Yeah. We have asked you guys to send us questions, and so this is our first edition, and we're excited to start. Yeah, thanks for sending your questions. Oh, maybe, do you want to say something about your... Um, why, why should you give advice? <laughs> um, I guess one of the things that made me think I was perhaps in a position to give any advice, I mean, first, a lot of people ask me for advice about travel, and some people have asked me relationship advice, but um, I was at a residency in Ghana and having dinner with some people, and all the couples that were there had been married for just under two years. They were coming up on their two-year anniversaries. And then one of the, my friend was like, well, ask her how long she's been married. And at that point, it was almost 11 years. Wow. Yeah, so, so they were like, oh, my God, tell us. You know, we have so many questions. How, does it, how do you do this and how do you do that? And, you know, just questions about being with someone over a long period of time. So then I was like, hey, you know, maybe now that I've <laughs> been in, you know, married for over a decade, wow. I, I'm like in yeah. a position to give advice. I don't know. And how about you? Well, I do read a lot of advice. And then I was thinking recently that, like, okay, I've uh, made some bad decisions in my life. I'm starting to make more of the good ones. And me, myself, I like to hear what other people have to say about the things I'm questioning. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, so here we are. Let's start. So the first question that we got is, my ex and me are starting to get worse and worse. We've been separated now since a little over three years. We started as being good exes, but the situation is growing worse. He's getting verbally aggressive to me, and I'm getting more and more sad and introverted about the whole situation. I don't dare to speak back and say something about this. This has been going on since six months or so. What to do? Yeah, I think the thing in this that stands out is the word ex. You know, there's like an idea of being separated. So it seems like you don't necessarily have to communicate with this person. No. I just remembered, though, however, we said... We didn't want questions about children, mm-hmm. but maybe there's children or like something involved that makes that this person has to deal with the ex. That's true. Because if it wasn't, if the person doesn't have to deal with the ex, mm-hmm. I would just like put take this person out of your life. Like you don't need to keep this yeah. person in your life. Um, that's a good point um, about children because that I, that's the only thing I could see that would cause someone to have to like you know for the rest of at least the child's childhood have to interact with this person. Mm. So if he's verbally aggressive and you are scared, that's also another thing. Like if he's actually uh, posing a real threat to you, mm-hmm. then then you should start. Um, yeah, that's like a different procedure. Uh, the person didn't use the word scared. It's sad and introverted. So maybe, I mean, this is a case of someone, you know, that you feel connected to and 
can't get out of your life for some reason, but then they're chipping away at your self-esteem. Um, and maybe, you know, if you're feeling introverted also, maybe you need to, um, you need to work more on the friendships that you have and the people that can support you because this one person, person shouldn't be able to make you, uh, you know, become more introverted. No. Round up your friends and make them be the ones that are giving you energy instead of this person uh, taking your energy. And try to figure out or like think of like which are the people in your life that that uh, makes you more energetic or um, uh, makes you feel good about yourself and make sure to spend time with them. And ask them, you know, like, if you have people in your life that you trust, you should be able to ask them about this, especially people that know this person. Because a lot of times I found that I have friends who their other friends won't tell them the truth. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, they won't tell them, like, this is a really bad situation. Like, you don't deserve to be treated this way. And you need to find that friend who will tell you the truth and, and help you get through this. Yeah. Or yeah. family member. Yeah, it can be really empowering as well just like to have your own situation confirmed by someone. Yeah, because um, you might be telling yourself it's not that bad, and then when you actually verbalize what's happening, someone else might be like, whoa, this is, this is too much. But yeah, so if there are no kids involved, um, leave the entire situation. Don't have anything to do with this person because there's no reason to keep that in your life. Yeah, especially three years later, you've both decided, or one of you has decided not you don't want to be with the other person, so it's been long enough. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to read okay. the second one? Okay, so the next one. While living with a partner, splitting the bill and all the costs connected to the household 50-50 or divided dependent on each person's economical situation, salary. Will these type of questions create equality or be a romantic downer within a relationship? What's your opinion? <laughs> My opinion is according to salary. I agree. Yeah, because uh, otherwise you'll, with all different costs as well, it would be uh, extremely uh, yeah, difficult to make decisions. And then like one will always sort of be uh, like on top of the other. Yeah. Uh, and it'll, I've seen this situation with friends where the relationship economically benefits the person who makes more money when they're splitting because they're paying, you know, say the per you had rent that was like a thousand and you're splitting it 500, 500. For someone who makes a lot of money, that would be nothing. But for someone that has a low income, that could be a lot where it should be more, instead of thinking of equality, you need to think of equity. Um, and so, you know, like, um, I had a friend who her partner made significantly more than she did and uh, he went on vacation without her because she couldn't afford to go. So if you're not sharing... That's definitely a romantic divider. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I think a lot of people think talking about things is a, you know, like the term here was a romantic downer. But um, I think we need to get out of that kind of thinking because that's kind of the problem with, um, we're having with people not wanting to talk about consent because they think it's not sexy, you know? Mm. So that's like one instance where it actually causes a lot of harm to not um, talk about things because you think they're not romantic. Or, mm. And I think for me personally, um, it's romantic to like be able to talk about anything with somebody, you know, to be like, you know, I feel like this situation isn't fair because I have a low income and, 
you know, like I'm paying half the bills. It doesn't, it's using up half of my income, you know, for rent or whatever, just to be able to like really talk about the things that you're going through with the person you're with is more romantic, I think. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking it from the person making less money, but and th trying to think about like from the person making more money. Mm -hmm. um, is it easier to feel that it's unfair maybe for that person? I'm sure it could seem, it could feel unfair, but what I think what's fair is a, the a same percentage coming out of your income. So if you're each paying, you know, 30% of your income for rent, and that means one person pays way less, that's still more fair. I guess people that have more precarious job situations, it can even be more difficult than saying like uh, this many percentages, because maybe yeah, yeah. if one person only works 50%, uh, or like it doesn't work, uh, air quotes, like enough, mm -hmm. so that the percentage would be low. So maybe the other partner would say, oh, but you should work more to make more. Mm -hmm. But then I think it has so much to do as well, like at the, at the base, that you have to sort of respect each other's um, livelihood or sort of this, uh, the base. Yeah. So sometimes maybe it can't even be 50-50 because it's too... Like one person doesn't make enough, or mm -hmm. um, but it's almost like it has to be some sort of bargaining where both are okay. Yeah. Um, but it definitely. Well, yeah. When I say fifty-fifty, I mean percentage. Like yeah. Of the income, so this split in half, uh, the actual money, yeah, it doesn't work to. And I found that, you know, like uh, a lot of people adapt their life as they make more money. So if you're in a relationship with somebody who's making more, their standard of living might be higher. Mm -hmm. And then if you move in together, they might, you know, require, in quotes, a nicer apartment than you can afford. Um, so there has to be some kind of balancing with that. Yeah. I think for myself, like I've done it in the beginning of a relationship. I, I, we just had this deal, so like if because I was making more money and then it was like okay if you want that fancy cheese don't use our shared budget mm -hmm. so it would be like well if I'm gonna get a fancy cheese like I don't want to eat it by myself you know mm -hmm. so then it was like yeah whatever is like this extra this division I wanted to be shared and I thinking of a situation where I went on vacation with my sister who makes more than I do and it was a four-day trip and uh, um you know, she, we could have just split the price, but I suggested what if we travel the first two days the way that I travel and then travel the second two days the way she travels. So the first two days we stayed in an Airbnb and we like ate breakfast there and, you know, we just mm. did more affordable things. And then the second two days we stayed in like, a you know, the Ace Hotel and did the things that she would want to do. And it was, it was fun because we both got to see what that other person's... Um, like idea of a vacation was yeah. or what they would do and experience it with them like for her it was fun because she wouldn't have done that she wouldn't have stayed in an airbnb like with someone that lives there you know like the person that, oh, that yeah, yeah. yeah he lived there and but then she was like oh this is kind of cool because he gave us maps and he told us like hints for you know the national park and so it was just like having two different experiences mm -hmm. and i think that sometimes the person who makes more instead of expecting the person who makes less to live up to those like whatever their living standards are should you know appreciate the like different experience you can have um, when you do things more affordably. Mm -hmm.
I don't know, but I think it's like a really important question. Yeah. Uh, and for the most of it, I think it's so easy. The more money you have to to be to live like as comfortable as possible, and it's such like an efficient way of excluding people. Yeah. Uh, and so the same in a relationship. Mm-hmm. And it can even if the person who makes less feels obliged or like doesn't want to be sort of a party pooper or like. I guess it's like can easily make you feel like um, inferior, or it can be like give a really sort of. I don't know. I'm just recognizing for myself that it's like a yeah. I, I should be making more money. I should be doing this or that. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't necessarily at all have to be the case. Yeah. You just don't have to. I don't know. Change your consumption like. Or, or think you need to make more money because maybe you never felt you had to make more money until you met this one person. Right. Or, um, like you felt like, you know, you weren't pulling your weight, as, as yeah. people say. Yeah. Yeah. And in terms of a dating, I think, you know, if someone suggests, like this happens sometimes with friends where they suggest a, a place that's like out of my price range. Um, I think if you're, you know, if you're dating and you're, going to expensive places and you're suggesting the place then you should pay for it and then be fine with uh the other person like taking you to a place they can afford you know like within their means I don't think people should be um spending more than they can afford no and if you see someone else buying a soup uh, at a restaurant then you don't split the bill exactly oh my god (laughs) And as this happens to me, like, because I'm a vegan, where, you know, like, there was a, a group dinner here. Like, one, I don't know if you were here Oh, yet. I was there. It was horrible. Because yeah. I had mushrooms and potatoes, and then people were ordering, like, lamb skewers and all this stuff. And I had to pay 20, 20 euros. euros for potatoes and mushrooms. <laughs> and then it makes you not want to go out yeah. and, you know, like, it's weird that people can't see that that's not uh, yeah. fair. And, and it's really not a bad thing to talk about money. No. And I think it's, you know, another, we have another question about, um, maybe we'll talk about it next time, but about dealing with your friends earning more than you and social oh, expectations. Maybe we should, should we just take yeah, that yeah. now? Yeah, it okay. makes sense to keep Where is going. it? Uh, right here. How, so the, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. How do you deal with your friends earning more than you and social expectations? So this is, I think it's a good question because I, I have a hard time with this too, like where people are like, let's go out. And then, you know, uh, my partner and I have decided like we need to, you know, cut back. Like we look at our, we have a budget and we look at it and like, oh, look at this category. Like we went way over what we were supposed to. Um, but then you kind of, in the moment, you just want to go, yeah, and go out. Do you find this happening? Uh, yes. <laughs> I think um, for a while I solved it by having like people only like with a sort of the same uh, economical situation as me, mm-hmm. which was uh, which is more or less as artists at least it's like sort of a like everlasting student uh, budget, you know, mm-hmm. like that's what you that's the deal. But uh, uh, luckily I, I don't anymore only hang out with artists. Like I try to mix it up. Yeah. yeah, and then it's definitely the case. Yeah. Um, but I do, I do, I have noticed that um, that uh, I try to, like, initiate things that are cheaper. Mm-hmm. Sort of also to make it clear for other people that you don't have to, like, go to this fancy restaurant to, to do something. Or yeah. even, like, inviting people home. 
mm-hmm. um, which is like, I don't know, I feel that that's happening less and less. I agree. Um, but it's like uh, the cheaper option. Yeah. And it's also sort of a, yeah, more intimate. Um, and you can, you can have uh, better discussions because there's not all this extra noise and yeah. interruptions from, you know, like ordering and... Yeah. Um, yeah, I noticed this. It was confusing to me when I was in graduate school when, you know, people were going into debt to be there, but then, and we were students, but then everyone would go out to eat all the time. And instead of, and a lot of us lived in the same neighborhood, instead of just like going to someone's house, buying, you know, some wine or beer or whatever, and, and like cooking together or something. Um, I think it would have created stronger relationships too to, to spend more time like together at, at each other's homes, but we didn't do that. And it was really bizarre to me that someone would be eating out all the time and going into debt. But how, how, is it, how would you then tell your friends that make more money than you? That, or how would you, how, how'd you go about this situation? Like, okay, so you are invited for dinner mm-hmm. uh, to this um, restaurant out of your budget. I guess I'm just like, a, I think about food all the time, so that's why the restaurants is yeah. like my only. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I guess that is very common. So, mm-hmm. okay, they're like, hey, uh, are you guys uh, joining us for dinner on Saturday? We're planning to go to this blah, blah, blah restaurant. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you say? Sometimes I just would say, well, that's, you know, like I look at the menu and be like, this is pretty expensive. Um, uh, but a lot of times things are kind of spontaneous, and I don't really have the time to do something like that. Like, let me look at the menu and... Um, so what I usually do is, and some people think this is, like I've actually had, you know, like a wealthy artist um, that I went out to dinner with make fun of me for uh, not, what did I do? Like I didn't order a drink and I ordered like something small and he like pointed it out. I thought that was really uncouth. <laughs> wow. Yeah. You know, like he, I can't remember exactly what he said, but um, but I don't care. I mean... I just yeah. will sometimes I'll just order an appetizer or if I'm with my partner we'll share a lot of times because yeah. then you're you know like a lot of times you aren't going out to eat because you're desperately hungry it's like a social situation so yeah. if you know you have food at home you know I'll just we'll share a main together or we'll get appetizers but it, you know there's only I mean you can't spend your life trying to live up to people's expectations and like go into debt and be suffering financially because no. you didn't want to say anything or you didn't want to step outside of what's normal mm. yeah no I think it's so good to find these like alternatives as well that are free cheap like, yeah I don't know picnic in the park mm-hmm. opening <clears throat> wine um, yeah <laughs> anything that's uh, yeah hanging out in the library I don't know like anything that's more it's often more filled with content as well I find when you like uh, don't follow this setup of like uh, a social interaction mm-hmm. that costs. Yeah, yeah, it can it can be hard to say no. I mean, you, I guess the the key would be just not say no all the time, but say no or suggest more affordable options mm-hmm. sometimes. And, and I think know. it's good to be sort of yeah honest, like hey, uh, I can't afford this. Yeah. Um. So if we're gonna hang out, we have to do it this way. Mm-hmm. And then I find myself like sometimes I have friends that are like pay for me, mm-hmm. which I'm totally fine with. Um. Or sometimes I'll pay for my friends. Mm-hmm. Um. But the good thing, like if it's honest, that I know like 
Uh, and sometimes if a friend pays for me, like, I can even know, like, well, I'm not actually paying you back, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? And if it's, like, a, if it's, it, if it's, like, out there, it's still okay. I think it's just really good to be clear about, like, like, what kind of obligation that follows. Right. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, like, my sister, back to my sister, will want to do things that, like, for instance, when I lived um, near her, she'd want to go and get Ethiopian food, and she didn't want to go alone. And so I was just like, well, I can't, you know, at that point, I was, like, barely eating in restaurants and really on a tight budget. And so she would say, like, I'll subsidize, which meant, like, I'd just pay $5 or something, and she would pay the rest or I'd pay nothing but um like sometimes people are willing you know who make more money are willing to to pay some of it if you um you know for your company yeah and then you can always return the favor by doing something in your own budget and your own way yeah 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 and if and some more expensive things I definitely have been skipping like the worst uh part of like this that's related to this question uh, that w- I would say are weddings. Yes, they're so expensive. Yeah, and sometimes there are like several of them, and yeah, and you can't really, yeah, yeah. So I have been just s- skipping them. Yeah, uh, I totally agree, because there was a, a phase where a lot of people were getting married, and you could spend easily a thousand dollars going somewhere in the U.S. going somewhere for a weekend because of the flights the hotel, you know, sometimes they it's like in a remote place where there's only one option for the place to stay, so you can't even have an affordable option. And you can't even speak to your friends. Yeah, you don't even, <laughs> yeah, like, you go all the way across the country, and then they're so busy with their wedding that they don't even talk to you. You know, they just say hi at one point. So you have to, I think you have to limit whose w- wedding you're willing to go to, and I won't be part of anyone's wedding. Like, I don't want to be in anyone's wedding because that's really expensive. Like, I don't need to be you know, doing all these, I don't, I'm not really into to these traditional things anyway, um, in order to celebrate your union. Yeah, uh, getting married can be very beautiful. <laughs> yeah, as a person, like, sending out invitations, I think it's also, like, about sort of this question, it's also about, like, whose responsibility is it to sort of be aware of these things? And it's also definitely the person of money, like, uh, are you in any way, like, um, making the person with less money feeling guilt or mm-hmm. or unconsciously like what kind of um, ideals are you like projecting on your friend or this friendship yeah um so i think that's just really yeah really important to think of mm-hmm. and especially with things like weddings or or like social occasions that maybe seem important for you may not be important for another one, and that doesn't mean that your relationship is not valuable. Right. Oh yeah, there is this one question um, that I um, that I guess uh, you oddly can answer. Cause, oh my god! Because <laughs> this question asked, uh, what uh, what sort of Canadian or American marijuana company is good to buy stocks in? <laughs> I mean, we said we do like. Uh, economical financial advice as well so uh, and you're American damn it so <laughs> what would you say to this person oh uh, this is it's so funny because it's so different than the other questions you know the like relationship questions um I am not a like you know certified financial advisor but I from my point of view I wouldn't recommend buying any individual stocks like I believe in buying um uh, exchange-traded funds, if I'm remembering the term correctly, ETFs, um, which are um, 
you know, a group of different stocks. Yeah, that so have it's been, spread out. Yeah, so that your risk is spread out and, and um, you know, it kind of ebbs and flows with the market instead of with one particular company or one particular industry. Mm. And, I, and I guess it's also important to point out that we're speaking from perspectives of a, um, like a, like a personal economy mm -hmm. and people with a personal economy that is not gigantic, right. but like a stable, uh, maybe pr probably a relatively like a quite stable but low uh, medium income. Yeah. Uh, so for that situation, yeah. Yeah, it's beyond the scope of what we're talking about. Yeah, yeah so like, yeah. So not specific stocks, but maybe you can look into like um, if there are some companies you're interested in, and maybe they're a part of some like bigger funds, so mm -hmm. that it would like minimize risk. Yeah. Of course, there's always like a bit of risk involved, but yeah, always. Yeah. Okay. So hopefully, um, you know, these are great questions, and we have some more that we didn't get a chance to answer. Should we do one one more? I think. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Are we going in order? I don't know. <laughs> this next one is funny. Do you want to read it? Uh, so the question is, do you have any idea of how one can make money without having to work? Um, no. Do you? <laughs> no. No. I'm like, um, this is a question everybody would like to know. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm trying to find out how to make money with uh, minimize work. Yeah. Um, but it still is work involved, right? And it's actually like I'm. I think of like how I can make my money last long enough, like as long as possible, so mm -hmm. I can make space and time for other things. Exactly. But it's really yeah, yeah. So nope. Um, um, what I, I I did try for a while to like look for money on the street because I was thinking <laughs> like, well, I always lose my like notes and like stuff in my wallet, so I was like. Cause it's, so that should be like statistically quite a few money like dropping money on the street <laughs> but it, actually like uh, that it was like a period of like a month maybe I was like trying to find money how much did you make <laughs> no no nothing <laughs> so like it, I guess that was also quite like it's not like not work to like go and like look for money on yeah. the street so yeah for me I guess the thing that I have done my whole working life is sometimes I work a lot. Um, so I'll have like three jobs or I'll have a lot of side hustles. And then I don't change my lifestyle. I keep it the same. So I'm spending basically the same amount of money, but making more money. And then that money goes to the future. So like I can travel for a long time or I can not work for a while. Unfortunately also came from work. From work, <laughs> right. So I would suggest to, you know, instead of trying to find out way to make money without working, to think of ways that you can, like Anna said, you know, like stretch your money so that you have periods of not working or periods of like concentrating on what you want to do, whether you want to make music or art or travel um, yeah. without having to work because you've, you know, worked in advance and yeah. saved the money. And finally, like what, what's like a, what's sort of the lowest standard you could live with and be happy? Right. So you don't sort of put money in something that's not necessary. So you can live in a place that's, yeah, that would that would give you more time. Right. Yeah. That's so sort of like a sad note to end the podcast <laughs> with. Like, I'm sorry, you you have you, to work. You have to work. 